You're listening to Education Experts with EDX Education. Education is evolving. Join Heather Welch from EDX Education chatting with teachers, psychologists, parents, authors, creatives and other talented experts to keep up with the trends and what's happening from around the globe. This podcast series from EDX Education discusses home learning, school readiness, being creatives, changing in education, discussing what's next, hands-on learning, or as we like to say, learning through play. Welcome everyone, I'm Heather Welch from EDX Education, and today I'll be in conversation with Christian Ulrich, spokesperson of the Executive Board at the Spicer Wear Messe, Managing Director of the Agency. Now, Christian, you're definitely going to have to help me with the how to say the agency's name. The agency's name is Die Roten Reiter. Die Roten Reiter. I will try my hardest. Christian looks after the marketing, <laughs> corporate communication, as well as the press relations, oversees the development of new business opportunities for the MSA. The business admin graduate launched his career as a consultant for the agency group service plan, then was followed by positions as advertising manager and finally as international marketing at the Fisher Group. He joined the MSA in 2007 as the director marketing and brand management and global marketing for all trade fairs and events and the creation of special trade shows as well. Christian is a marketing guru of the trade shows and events. Today we're chatting with Christian on Future of Toys, highlights for the Nuremberg Toy and Trade events and what's next for the Messe. Welcome Christian, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello Heather, thank you for having me, it's great to be here. Oh, it's lovely to speak to you, especially because it's been a year since, well, it's been two, two years since uh, we've been over in the toy show. And actually, Nuremberg is such a beautiful place, and especially at Christmas. So can I ask you today to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them about your passion for marketing? Yes, um, um, my name is Christian Ulrich, and um, my passion for marketing, um, that started um, already um, when I was studying. It was clear for me when I, when I study um, economics, um, um, I want to go into marketing later on. Um, and especially I was interested um, in international marketing. Um, I, I still think it's, it's really exciting um, to, to talk to people or, or to uh, make communication um, for, for people from different uh, countries because the, the, the mentalities are so, so different. Uh, and, and also in, in the area where I work now um, in, in the toy business, um, you, you see that um, there, there's a totally different um, opinion uh, towards toys. Uh, why are they bought um, and, and how are they used and how long, what is the, the life cycle, for example, in, in different countries. And I think this is really um, very exciting for me. Oh, it's, you know what, it's one of the, it's the Nuremberg Toy Show is the largest toy show in the world. Am I correct in that? Am I correct? It's, I think yes, it's you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, it's, it's the largest. There are really um, all the market leaders um, from all the different um, product groups um, from really all over the world, from um, uh, the USA is the biggest uh, toy market still um, in the world. Um, of course, there there's a strong representation from Europe um, and a growing one um, from um, Far East. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I mean, I was reading something like 65,000 buyers and toy traders from 130 nations. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. It's one of our favourites every year. So I have to tell you that it's something that we all look forward to going to each year. So, And I, you've been there for, for quite a while. So you've been seeing the development of it over the years and how it has changed, which is exciting. But before we go on to the toy fair, I'd love to hear about your previous career before joining the Messe. 
Um, so uh, actually, I started after I was studying um, in an advertising agency. Um, worked for companies like BMW um, or Head, the sport article articles. Um, uh, and then I worked really for for investment banking even um, for a certain time, but just for one and a half years. So it wasn't really my kind of business. Um, and uh, then I, uh, I changed um, and then I worked for a long time for um, a so-called hidden champion, um, the, the Fisher Group. And uh, they are producing um, among a lot of different articles, also toys uh, like um, Fisher Technique which is uh, rather famous, especially here in Germany. And, and this was my, my beginning with, with this kind of uh, uh, toy business. Um, and uh, yeah, afterwards, um, I, I was starting here for the Spielwarenmesse. And uh, in the beginning, I was responsible for marketing and also for um, the, the press work. Um, and now in the meantime, um, our um, um, former executive board, Mr. Um, Kick and uh, Dr. Richter, um, they um, both uh, have been retired, um, and uh, so um, the, the new executive board, um, my two colleagues um, and me, we started now this year um, in July. Oh, that's amazing. So congratulations. Look, I can see investment banking and toys definitely on the same lines, you know. <laughs> you can see how it works. <laughs> but listen, have you been able to have any trade shows in the last 18 months? Have you been able to actually get some up and running since all... Well, I suppose the pandemic and everything else, it's just seemed like it's, you know, been a good two years now. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough time for us. Um, so the, the last Spielbahn Messe was in uh, 2020. Um, and uh, then in uh, 2021, we had a kind of digital platform um, for Spielbahn Messe. Um, uh, and we had now, we, we have another fair in the stationary business called Insights X. Um, uh, which now um, could not uh, take place um, this year um, uh, and the last year we also had a digital platform for this but we have um, real physical fairs um, also um, in other countries um, so we have some subsidiaries in uh, India for example um, uh, and in Russia and in China okay. uh, and um, especially the the fair in in Russia um, took place um, um, was one of the first fairs actually um, that, that started again um, after the pandemic um, and I have to say it was quite successful. Were you and your team able to go over there and actually be part of it or was it travel restrictions still? <laughs> Misfortunately not we, we just could see the, the photos and videos and oh. we were envying them um, because we were also um, eager to start again with our fair. It is such a wonderful um, experience having an actual in like a when you're in person at a trade show rather than a virtual because we've done quite a few over the last 12 months and I just think you have such different experience would you agree yes absolutely it's, it's so different uh, there was a time I would say um, in, at the beginning of the pandemic um, uh, when a lot of people thought um, so we don't need fairs anymore the, the physical ones um, we, we, we can just switch um, on to, to, to um, the, the digital fairs um, and then everybody was starting uh, a lot of new businesses and a lot of new startups uh, were created. It, it, it didn't take a long time um, until um, everybody was realizing that um, it's not the same. Um, you, you cannot look um, uh, you, into the eyes um, of your, um, your, your contact partner. Um, and especially if you want to create new business, um, new contacts, 
this is so hard to do it um, uh, on a digital way. So you really need this face-to-face -face, um, situation for this. And then we found out um, very, very fast, uh, the, the face of concentration that you have is totally different uh, because when, when you're watching some kind of online presentation, you, you very soon are starting to do other things. You check your emails, you're reading something, <laughs> you, you switch off your video and so on. <laughs> And uh, you couldn't do this um, in a face-to-face in a -face situation. So that's really different. Oh, especially with toys, you like to touch, feel, see, do. It's that there's a, there's, a, there's a magic when you touch a toy rather than seeing someone else touch it over a video or anything like that. But there was that really fancy, they had a hybrid name for physical and digital. Was it physical or something? They came out and there was a new name put in the dictionary for the hybrid, the hybrid, the new, the new normal they were calling it at one stage, that virtual and the yeah. physical together. We all want to be on the floor now. I don't think that in, a lot of us would prefer not to go digital again, to be honest. But listen, I'm really interested, as EDX, is, we do educational toys sector, we're really interested in what's the future of toys and what do you think the Nuremberg Toy Fair this year? Um, we have one, one big topic this year, uh, which is called Toy School Green. Actually, it's not absolutely new because um, we started this um, as, a, as a special show um, in 2011. It's a long time ago. Um, and, and already at this time, we knew that this is not just a trend for maybe one year or two, but this is um, a tendency that will last very long and it's here to stay. Um, so um, we um, restarted it for, um, this, for the next um, edition of the fair. And we did a survey um, among consumers um, in different countries um, all over the world to find out um, the, the attitude um, of consumers towards um, green toys, sustainable toys, and um, what is the, the, the buying? What are the buying patterns? Um, 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 are people looking um, for sustainable toys, um, or are they willing to to pay a higher price, for example? And then this is um, a topic that you will find um, everywhere on the fair. So there will be um, some kind of um, lectures in our toy business forum, um, but there will be a special show, as I mentioned. Um, um, and we will present, of course, um, this new study um, on the fair. And um, actually, this, um, this special show is not only about the material, um, of course, um, it's about um, new materials, it's uh, recy about recyclable materials, um, materials like uh, cork or bamboo, um, and of course wood, but also it's about the, the um, educational value um, of toys that are um, transporting the, the topic of sustainability um, to children. It means um, explaining children um, how is uh, solar energy working or, or windcraft um, um, or why is it, uh, is it important um, to not pollute um, the oceans um, with plastics? Uh, and, and there are a lot of new toys um, in, in this segment. Um, and this is what we will present there um, at the fair, but also um, um, via our digital platform, the new one that will start next year. Oh, this is really exciting. It is a really hot topic all around the world. Did you, when you did the study, did you find certain countries were higher, looked at, they were more interested in sustainability than others? Or did you find that all of them were very interested? Oh, yes, we, we found out quite big differences. Um, and, and actually differences that we did not expect. <laughs> because I, I can say, we, here in Germany, we think um, we are um, um, on the top uh, 
if it's uh, about uh, sustainability, but that's not really true. There are a lot of other countries um, where this topic is, is quite important um, in the meantime. And I, I, I cannot tell too much because we are no, publishing no, <laughs> the results in January, but um, there, there are some countries where we actually did not expect um, that this topic has such a, um, such a big importance. No, I mean, it's really exciting. Like we've, as a manufacturer, we've tried with, you know, materials like FPC, fibre particulate, a composite, which is like a um, the biggest agricultural waste, is right is um, rice husks in Taiwan, where we manufacture. And we tried with this material for the past couple of years, and we've been manufacturing it as well. But then we've also gone to something like a it's like it's like recycled bottles as well. So we're trying new materials because we haven't we don't believe we've found the bees knees of material the the material that's going to you know outlast everything to the high, highest manufacturing. So we're sort of really, we've been trying a whole lot of different materials over the past few years. And it does take time. You'll ask all of the manufacturers, it does take a lot of time to, and I'm sure you'll find that as well, because, you know, we've gone, you've gone to bamboo, you've gone to wood, you've gone to sustainable. And sometimes it just, there's a lot, there's a lot to think about and actually to change in molds and everything as well. So it's actually quite a fun journey to go on as a manufacturer, when you do actually look at all these sustainable options and you try and, you know, manufacture with it. Um, we found yeah. at one stage, I don't know if you'll find this with some of the others, is that the testing for the countries didn't necessarily correlate with the toys as well. So there had to be a catch up for the testers to come in line with what the recycled materials as well. But actually, the, the topic is so extremely complex. Um, it, it's, um, it's not about only the products, but it's also packaging, what is very, very important. Um, so can you use recyclable packaging or can you can you reduce the packaging at all of it? Maybe you don't need any packaging um, for your products. And then also, um, if you're talking about sustainability, um, also logistics, so the, 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 the transport um, from the production um, to the consumer is also something that you have to have in mind, of course. <laughs> I, think, I think the shipping costs have blown that out of the water this year. <laughs> So I think yes. that that's paid a huge cost in where people buy as well and where, you know, what manufacturers are doing. So listen, what's next for your team? So what's the next thing that you're focusing on at the moment for the MSA in the team, the executive board? Oh, we have some, some really new exciting topics um, for the next fair. Um, for example, we, we, are, we were integrating um, another fair, a small one, um, oh. into our Spielwarenmixer. Um, and it's actually, it's called the, the Game Inventors Convention. So this is an, um, an existing um, fair. Um, it's in, here in the, in the vicinity of Munich. Um, and it's especially for game inventors, game authors. Um, and on the, on the other um, side, um, the, the um, game producers. So um, bring, they bring together um, the inventors um, with the producers. And um, it's, a, it's a small one, as I said. Um, it's, um, uh, at the moment, it's just for maybe German, Austrian, um, and, and, and Swiss um, um, uh, companies and, and uh, inventors. And um, we think that there's a really big potential um, for this um, kind of matchmaking um, on our fair because you can bring it to a, to a much more international level. And uh, we were starting to market this kind of um, event because it's just for one day. Um, some weeks ago, uh, and um, I think after two weeks, um, we have been um, booked out. So um, we, we had to increase the capacity oh, um, because so so many inventors from other countries were interested. 
because um, they, they said they don't have a platform in, in their countries, but there is this kind of community or scene um, also um, in, in Spain, in Italy, in France, uh, uh, and in other countries, and they were really interested uh, in, in joining um, this kind of event. So is it is it digital gaming or is it board games? Is it traditional games or digital gaming or both? Hybrid. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's board games. It's the traditional board games. Which in the last 12 months have taken a huge rise, you know, with everyone when they were homeschooling lockdown, all this, you know, different they, jigsaws, board games actually did come, come back into trend quite high. That, that's absolutely true. Board games, puzzles, um, they've been extremely successful during the pandemic. Um, and, and I think a lot of new, um, new customers um, have been created um, in, in this um, phase. So, um, uh, or people that, that maybe used uh, to, to play board games um, in, in their childhood and now they, they rediscovered it together with their children. I think this is a, a really um, very um, good development and um, I think it will, it will last um, on after the pandemic too. Now, Christian, do you have a favorite board game? Do you, do you have an absolute favorite board game from your childhood? <laughs> it's difficult to say names <laughs> because um, they, are, they are all um, exhibitors. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yes, I, I have to admit that uh, um, I really um, loved Monopoly and I, I still like it very much. And then also the, the special editions for special cities, for example. Oh, I do like that. And they have actually brought out one called Build Up, I think, as well. But my th- I have to say that my favourite is for my two active little boys. I play Twister and I can get them quite tired in, you know, doing half an hour of <laughs> getting them jumping around. We change the rules a little bit that they have to jump over each other and all sorts of things. They have to do handstands, you name it, to get them tired with um, when we're doing home learning. Now, I never okay. knew about the agency, the second agency that you're managing director of. So I was just wondering if you could um, talk about that and how maybe even how people can get in contact with you you know, regarding what for the MSA, is it for toy companies? Is it for punters? You know, what's the, what does the agency do? Mm-hmm. Um, this agency, the Rotner Reiter, was born um, as a kind of um, creative team within our marketing team. So about um, six, seven years ago, um, and it was very successful. And um, so we, we thought it would be good um, to create an own agency um, out of this team. And um, we, we very um, fast um, could create some, some new business um, with the agency. And um, actually, it's, um, it's about toys because we understand this market very well, um, but also um, the fair business. So the, this is why we have two groups, quite different um, companies. Uh, so some of them work um, in the fair business. They are organizing fairs like we do as, as uh, our company. Uh, and others um, are um, producing toys or they are retailer, retailers for toys. Uh, and some of them um, are toy producers uh, that uh, um, are exhibitors on a fair. So this is the combination then um, for both. Uh, and um, if anyone wants to, to have some of the services um, from our agency, well, just contact me directly. So I think this would be the easiest way. Christian, how, so how can our listeners contact you and know more, one, know more about the fair and actually just keep up to date because we know that last year things changed really quickly. So how can um, everyone keep up to date about what's happening with the trade fairs this year and also keep, get in touch with you or your, or your team? Um, so if, if you look um, on our website, um, we, we are watching the situation, uh, the development of the pandemic and, and all the, the framing conditions um, very intensively. 
um, and we, we try to keep um, everyone um, updated with all the latest information. So just check our um, spielwarmesse.de. Uh, and also there you find my, my contact <laughs> details. Christian, we look forward to seeing you in, in February. I was going to say January, in February this year. And I hope it's a little bit smoother than it was last year in the run-up to um, the Toy Fair this year. And we really look forward to seeing everyone and hopefully being on the ground again. So I hope you have a wonderful time. Nice Christmas and New Year. And we will hopefully see you in February. Heather, thank you very much. And I really hope to see you in February in Nuremberg. Thank you. Thank you. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you. So do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education. As she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners. 